Now, Douglas Lake is the largest ranch in Canada. It encompasses over 1 million acres of BC's south central interior, and thousands of people have worked there since it was founded in the mid-1880s. Douglas Lake now includes BC's first cattle ranch, Alkali Lake Ranch, as well as Circle S Ranch, Cochenna Ranch, Risky Creek Ranching, and the infamous Gang Ranch. It has had a succession of wealthy owners, including Charles Chunky Woodward of Woodward Stores and the current owner of U.S. Real Estate and Sports Mogul Stan Cronky. Well, there's a new book written about Douglas Lake. It's called Douglas Lake Ranch, Empire of Grass. Uh, the author is Donna West. Uh, and, of course, a significant contribution from Joe Gardner, who is the general manager. So, uh, Donna and Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Help. Hello. Hello. I've been looking forward to this. I'm, uh, I grew up in the interior in Williams Lake, so I, you, I, I'm a caribou kid, and I've wanted to do this interview for a while, so I really appreciate both of you making time uh, for us on this program. Uh, maybe I'll start with you first, Donna. What motivated you uh, to be involved in this project? Well, because Douglas Lake Ranch is the largest ranch in Canada, it's an interesting and really important part of the history of B.C., and as it turned out, there had not been an updated history done since 1979 when uh, Nina Williams' book, Cattle Ranch, came out. Um, and that year, 1979, was also when Joe Gardner became the general manager. So when I found out that he was still there in in 2017, this was the perfect time to write that part of the history of the Douglas Lake Ranch. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe, uh, to my understanding, uh, I believe you retired uh, in 2019. What was uh, what was the sort of daily life? What is daily life like on the ranch? <clears throat> well, I, uh, it it sort of uh, depended on what happened that day. It changed every day. There was always some new issue, um, although none of them were new. Um, so. It was weather or um, breakdowns or equipment or something and people. The most important part of the story is all the people that worked there over the years. Mm-hmm. In, the, in uh, the early years, there was a couple of hundred people working full time on the ranch. And so there was always every time I walked out of my office into the yard at the home ranch, there'd be somebody standing out there looking around. And if I walked over them and said hi, they'd say, you know, I worked here in 19 so-and-so. And <laughs> so it was always people visiting that used to work there. It's, it's a working ranch. Um, how, how, did it, how, much, um, how much change did you see in your time there? You were there for a long time, and ranching, like any other profession, does change. Uh, it's a way of life, and I understand that, but it evolves and changes as well. What kind of changes did you see in your time there? Well, we saw lots of change. I suppose the most significant thing was computers and um, programs for tracking cattle and that kind of thing. The basics um, of raising good cattle and getting weight on them and providing them with proper feed and all those things Um were the basics and it was just improvements on those with better equipment better farming methods better irrigation systems douglas lake has always had a full crew of cowboys farmers um, fencers um, purchasing agents storekeepers cooks um, 
the whole place wouldn't operate without a cook very long. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, ranching is the main business, um, uh, Donna, and then I, I think timber was the, the second one in the book. But recreation um, is, is a business there as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, fly fishing. Uh, people I talk to have been going to Salmon Lake for years for fly fishing. I mean, decades. Uh, every year, uh, these same people go back for the great fly fishing there. And there's a bunch of lakes as well that uh, they go to. And uh, I think they... No, I, I think I've said that there could be upwards of uh, a thousand people at a time fishing there. Mm-hmm. But Joe, is that number exaggerated? Oh, not at all. You know, when Chunky and his partner John West um, bought the ranch in 1959, one of the main things they were interested in, uh, other than the cattle ranch, was the hunting and the fishing, and so. That's always been a part of the business, albeit small, compared to the cattle. Um, um, the cattle industry in Canada is largely centered in Alberta, so it's unusual that the largest ranch in Canada is in B.C. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be that the beautiful piece of grassland, sort of um, east of Merritt and west of Vernon and Kelowna, um, is a natural resource there. And that open rolling hills grassland is a beautiful piece of property it hosts many endangered species and uh, uh, the array of wildlife and everything there is unbelievable and i think that that's partly because it's been private land for a long long time and been protected by managers well before me Mm -hmm. and me and the current manager so it's a beautiful piece of property. Yeah, we, we, we talk about it occasionally, but I'm not sure most British Columbians understand the sheer size and scope of it, uh, as, as you describe it, uh, Joe. Donna, do you think there's probably more interest in it now when you see TV shows like Yellowstone, which provide these beautiful scenery uh, of the U.S., of course, but the issue of ranching and, and rural life, uh, not just that it's romanticized, but it is, the country is stunning when you watch Yellowstone. Um, do you think there's been a revival or interest more so now for, for places like Douglas Ranches because of what, what the, you said uh, Yellowstone represents? That could well, well certainly be the there's been a... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Let me, let's me let get Donna to answer first, and I'll come to you for a moment there, Joe. Uh, Donna, your thoughts? Uh, I think that could very well be. The, the romance of cowboys and ranching has always been, uh, been popular, I think. Uh, and this is this this book is about not only the cowboys but all the other people who work on the ranch and it really is about the people the people who made this ranch what it is mm-hmm. and people like joe and his wife sammy that that created a community uh, not just you know these these are ranches that are not close to any town or or city so their lives are on the ranch, so there's a there's a um, a general store. There are events and and activities for all the people, the families who live there. And mm-hmm. when there are enough children there, there there has also been a school. 
Uh, I'm curious, uh, Joe, when you left, uh, how many employees roughly were there? What, like, what was the size of the community? Well, there was probably 125 employees at the time, mm-hmm. and there probably still is. It goes up in the summer with recreation and everything. But back to the Yellowstone comment for mm-hmm. a minute. It, the two are very much the same, a beautiful, big piece of property, absolutely stunning piece of property. And um, a lot of people working. Um, there's other things that are similar. I mean, I did a lot of things in the helicopter. So I had a helicopter and did a lot of things about the ranch on and off that way also. So similar to Yellowstone, except we didn't have a train station where I could get rid of people I didn't want. <laughs> and, 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 and we... We had a large Indian reserve next door, so mostly that was uh, compatible, um, mm-hmm. and we got along fine. There was the odd conflict, but uh, c- certainly, I'm not saying that there was never a girl in the boys' bunkhouse, but they certainly <laughs> didn't live in the same one like they do on Yellowstone. There you go. Um, I'm curious, you know, uh, these properties, uh, property like this doesn't, uh, change hands very often in regards to ownership. What's it like, um, and maybe I'll go to you, Joe, first, and Don, if you want to jump in as well. What's it like just, uh, you know, running a place like that for owners that are not there all the time? Obviously, uh, Stan Kroenke, uh, sports executive, um, owns a premiership uh, soccer team, uh, owns the LA Rams as well. Um, what's it like just, you know, running a facility like that when the ownership isn't there, the owner is away with other vast interests that they're running. Well, Sammy and I were hired by Chunky and Carol Woodward. Mm. And so um, he bought the ranch in 59. Uh, we came along in 79 and we got along famously. And Chunky really liked being at the ranch. He'd sooner be there than anywhere else. So he was there a lot. Um, after Chunky passed away in 1990, his um, children got the ranch, and I worked for them for eight years. And they were interested in the ranch also, kept it um, healthy, mm-hmm. but it didn't fit their long-term plans. So it was sold and went to a fellow by the name of Bernie Ebers. Yep. And when these, those things started to happen... Of course, I'd be concerned about my job, <laughs> uh, but um, but of course I was able to keep the job. Um, and then you mentioned Mr. Cronkey, and so Stan is a wonderful owner. Was very supportive of our expansions in the last uh, twelve years, which have basically doubled our size, um, and very supportive of. The, the operation, when he came with friends, usually, um, he wanted to tour about. He wanted to go to the far reaches of the ranch. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see everything out there that he possibly could in the days that he spent at the ranch. Yeah. He didn't get to spend as much time there as Junkie did, but he sure, certainly liked to be there. Yeah. Uh, my final question is to Donna. Donna, what do you see for the future with the Douglas Lake Ranch? It is a, it's a, it's a jewel in this country, in this province, uh, and it represents a certain way of life. Uh, what do you see in in the years ahead for the Douglas Lake Ranch? 
oh, I think it's essential that it continue as a, as a ranch, which, of course, it will. Um, and um, it's an important part of, of, of agriculture. Mm-hmm. As, as much as people may be moving away from uh, animal products and maybe going more plant-based, but there's still a huge number of people who really enjoy beef. Mm-hmm. The ranching industry is, is really important, and uh, the fact that they are uh, on such beautiful grasslands it will. It's sustainable. It will be there forever. This is something that is not going to come to an end. Well, don't, don't, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Did you want to finish up? Yeah, the grasslands there, the natural grasslands at Douglas Lake. Um, all the owners in the past have not sold, or developed, or sold off pieces. When there's people wanting piece here, a piece there, it's been kept intact and it's been expanded, as I said earlier, and. That grassland makes it a low-cost producer of beef cattle in B.C. Because hmm. we can actually keep cattle out on the grass longer than most other ranches because of the deeded grasslands. So most ranchers in B.C. have some crown grazing rights where they put their cattle out on crown range and pay the government a fee. But we're able to get, uh, get by more days of the year without going on crown land we still need those ranges mm-hmm. and they're very important to us but uh, i remember one year we had two thousand cows um, never got fed a flake of hay um, they were able to make it through the winter on our natural grasslands making well, us a low-cost producer making it a profitable ranch well, Donna West, Joe Gardner, uh, I would I love the book, and I would highly recommend if people are looking for a book for Christmas. It's called Douglas Lake Ranch: Empire of Grass. Uh, a great uh, uh, book, and just a, they've really got the history down. The visuals are amazing. Highly recommend it. Uh, Donna West, Joe Gardner, thank you so much for your time today. Thank, thank you, you. Jess.